Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Well, go, baby, go, Hi, everybody. Welcome to Matt and Dora's Excellent Adventure. It's the last podcast episode of 2018, unless you're in the Patreon. Of course, we have, uh, just like we like to do, really waited till the very end of the month. Uh, Life just catches up sometimes. Well, we made it to the end of the year. I'm very proud of uh, you, of um, you. I'm proud of you. You, honey. Proud of Bo. Ah, that guy. He's really doing something. Uh, something almost right. <laughs> He's trying to get it. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so. So we haven't talked to you guys in two weeks. Unless you're a patron subscriber, of course. Then we talked to you last week after I repeatedly put up the wrong episode. <laughs> Twice put up chunks of a previous it was very, 
hasty and i apologize to everyone who may have uh, been affected by the wrong episode going up in the patreon um look we got there eventually yeah you know if you want to hear me play guitar it's at the end of that episode i was gonna edit some of it and i was like i after putting up the episode wrong twice i just was like <laughs> i can't fathom because uh, that i put it up sunday night last week and i uh had just recorded two podcasts with Andy Secunda. If anyone knows uh, the other, the Star Trek podcast I do, you can know that those uh, tend to run a very long time. So you recorded for eight hours. I didn't realize that I would be recording from four until twelve thirty in the morning, which is what happened. Literally, what happened? Four p.m. to twelve thirty in the morning. Andy and I went real. I got to put that up. I got to put the Thor episode. Oh up. boy. I have, I have to do some podcast editing oh, tonight. Oh, boy. Thank God we're recording this uh, now instead yeah. of later. I think you were right. Thank you, honey. You're usually right. Usually. I'm always right. Right. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, <clears throat> well, I think we should tell people where we just got home from. We got home from dry, cold Las Vegas. <laughs> I got... I don't know. I guess I'll call it food poisoning. I got it Something happened. in the middle of a meal. Um, and it knocked me out of commission before the evening and following morning. Yeah. But then you recovered. Yeah, I did. But um, it, was it was rough. <laughs> it was weird to be sick in Las Vegas. Um, and as I was, as I was vomiting in the hotel room at the Cosmo, I was like, guaranteed, not the only person to vomit into this toilet. Oh, no, no. Um, but probably one of the few that's actually out of some sort of stomach bug. True. So we came out of it. Uh, and uh, Mark and Chris uh, were there celebrating their... Um, Chris's birthday. Their newfound uh, 37th year for Chris. Um, well, I guess it's technically his 38th year. Right. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, but we had fun. I wish I had been around uh, longer. Our other friend, Chris, uh, and uh, Heather, uh, his wife, we went to dinner with them. And, and during that dinner was when I completely just like went flush and started sweating and yeah. <laughs> died inside. I was like, what is happening? And he went to the bathroom and he's gone for quite some time. Oh, yes. Because there's one stall in there. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> it was like... I have to say, I mean, if, look, I don't want to be. Let, people let might just be say, eating. Yeah, yeah, but I will say the smell of the smell of the restaurant was nauseating. Oh yes, and I had to like walk down the stairs of the restaurant. Yeah, and it just was like too much. It was too much. I couldn't handle it. Um, and then it was a long walk back to our hotel from there. But for, for me. But we got Other there. Other than that, we had a lovely time in Vegas. Yep, we went to the Neon Museum. It was very cool. That's a new recommend for people. So yep. when you're like looking for something to do in Vegas, hey, check out the Neon Museum. You, if you're going to go at night, dress warm if you're in the winter. Yeah. But it's cool to go at night because you, I think if you go during the day, you have the option of just walking around by yourself. But I found that the guided tour was very informational. Oh, the guided tour was great. Yeah, I would do the guided tour. I would do the guided tour. And then they have this installation called Brilliant. Loved that it was, so much I bought the sweatshirt. <laughs> it was That was really neat. Um reality was i didn't have a coat and needed another layer so i bought the sweatshirt before the before i saw brilliant 
um but it was very cool uh it was great to do at night i'm i i highly recommend it so if you're looking for something to do in vegas that isn't your traditional show yeah it's off the strip um it was like a 20 minute drive uh, it was probably like 15 without traffic, but yeah, 20 minutes. Yeah, and it's a good idea to reserve in advance. Yes. We also saw Penn and Teller. Yes, we saw Penn and Teller. Which I had never seen, but I'd always wanted to see. And now I've seen it, and it was, uh, they were delightful. They I were really, delightful. I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the entire show. I like that we had some activities that weren't just food and gambling. Right. Um, yeah. Got, here's, here's what I'll say, everybody. Penn and Teller. At the end of every show, before the audience gets a chance to leave, they run through the aisles to the lobby to greet everybody who came to the show. They do a meet and greet. You don't have to be like a VIP. You don't have to pay thousands of dollars. Anyone can come up to They're them and chat there. and Pens, take a picture. Uh, Pens on one side, tellers on the other uh, at the other exit, and uh, you can take a selfie with them. And they're all they're. I just was blown away by that because of how. Um, exhausting it can be after a like a show to meet and greet everybody and they're not young no they're spry for their age they are spry that much um but i was just blown away and impressed by that just i i i i will never forget it i will never forget how generous they were with their time and how the fact that they do that show every single night yeah and the fact that they do that meet and greet I'm assuming unless one of them's not feeling great. Right. Um, just like so impressive. Cause that was like the most tiring thing about the Nerdist doing the Nerdist podcast live was after the show when we would do, we would do a meet and greet too. Anybody who wanted to stay and talk to us would, would come do it. But it's just like, you're so you're laser focused on every person that comes up. Right. So your brain just by the end of it, when you, when I, you know, when I would go back to the hotel after those shows, I would just like, collapse into a I bet so uh, much adrenaline and like you're on for so long yeah. actually it's not even a collapse it's like a it, that and then it's, it's hard to come down after that and then you're then right. you go to a hotel room by yourself and you're like um <laughs> what do i do now <laughs> yeah and it's uh, like super late because you were like you know it's long past the bars being open because you're at yeah. the app doing you know talking to people for an hour and a half which yep. is like so not only is it, it's great but it's just so exhausting, and I just am so blown away by it, honey. You were t- genuinely blown away by it. I was. Yeah. Yeah. Still talking about it. Yeah. Um, I have another recommend for Vegas. Here we go. The new Italy. Dory recommends the new Italy. In the Park MGM. In the Park MGM. Yep. They have. What do you I, recommend about it? Um. Well. I had some delicious gelato. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like Italy. I've gone to Italy in New York. I've gone to Italy in LA. I think it's a lovely concept. Um, yes. We were there early one morning and we got, um, well, I didn't get coffee, but some other, Mark and Chris got coffee and we got, we shared some pastries that were delicious. I did not partake in I just pastries. think it's like a nice, it's a nice addition that's a great have. thing to have. Well, uh, in addition to that, the food court that they now have at the the, at tiny, the Cosmo, the tiny food court that they have yeah. at the Cosmo is, is very handy. It's very handy. I ate two meals there. Uh, as did I. Yeah. Half of a meal and then half of another meal. Yeah. So I, you know, just look at this. The Vegas is really uh, 
it's turning into quite a whole thing. Quite a whole thing. Where all the other all the things that are great that exist elsewhere are <laughs> built in a, another version. Literally. In Las Vegas. <laughs> so uh, if you're ever thinking about coming to the United States, just go to Vegas. You'll get all the best restaurants. I would like to go to a Golden Knights game sometime. Why? It seems fun. It's hockey. It's I've a, never been to a professional hockey game. Oh, really? Yes. That's so weird. I think we've discussed that. We have. Yeah. And every year we're like, we'll go to a Kings game. And then we never go. Let's go to a Kings game. Look, I like, I think hockey is the best sport to watch live. Great. Let's go. Okay. Okay. Bring a coat. All right. All right. Okay. Um, we also had a lovely Christmas. Yeah. I'm just catching everyone up, you know, and we haven't talked to them in a couple of weeks. That's so true. A lovely Christmas. I baked the birthday cake from Christina Tosi's cookbook cake all about cake what is it called it is called all about cake i'm looking at it on the bookshelf in the kitchen Mm. um yeah so that that mama fuku milk bar birthday cake which they have in vegas too yep you need to try that (laughs) go to vegas it's there if you if you're not gonna get to new york it's there if you want to see what it's like to be in new york go to new york new york vegas (laughs) um yeah, it was a that was quite a. I baked it from scratch. Everybody, I went to four different stores. He truly did. I went to four different grocery stores uh, to find cake flour because you know it was Christmas Eve is when I went to the stores, which was silly. But apparently, a lot of cakes were being made. Yeah, people like their cake. Cake flour was being. Now we have a lot of cake flour. We do. So you know, Dory says she's one of her intentions is to get back into cooking. Mm-hmm. This is a forever 35 exclusive <laughs> i don't know if it's i don't know if i'm gonna be baking cakes though i'm not saying that you will but i think cooking and baking seem to now be on par because of what they're doing on the great british bake-off with these savory items that is true what is going on with these savory tarts i don't know that i'm into it and then they did those open face sandwiches yeah i don't i don't care i wasn't into it just make the bread that goes on the open face sandwich you're yes. not supposed to be good at everything exactly paul hollywood next how thing, are you, you know, with the fucking you know, savory they're gonna thing. be making make making them make soup and then all of a sudden it's just like well who cares exactly you just become a cooking show right let's stick so, to baking just come on guys you're telling me you can't you can't figure out you know what you haven't done yet? I want everyone to make the traditional Toll House style chocolate chip cookie. Go. You're right. They haven't done Get a, Give me a basic cookie. What about like a pudding? Like puds. a chocolate pudding? Lots of puds. They've made puds. They have? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess they have. Um, anyway. So anyway. Uh, obviously, we finished the Great British Bake Offs. Yep. Season. No spoilers. We will not spoil. We managed to avoid spoilers. We did. We really did. Uh, Kim Joy, you're an interesting person. I'd like to get to know you. <sighs> I got to know what is going on over there. <laughs> There's a lot. There's okay. A lot happening. Uh, so that's our great British Bake Off uh, beat. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, other than that, yeah, Christmas was good. Dory uh, really enjoyed the poncho I got her. And that got me a lovely poncho. Uh, wool guys. I was like, should be cozy during this time of pregnant and cold. Mm-hmm. So I got a poncho on an impulse at Nordstrom, and I wore it every night in Vegas. She loved it. 
And it was a big hit. Home run me. Yep. Good job, Matt. Um, okay. So. So here we are. That's a lot of stuff to discuss. <clears throat> what else is going on with us? We have a new dog trainer coming tomorrow. A new dog trainer is coming tomorrow. We're getting, we're getting Bo ready for baby with a specific trainer who is specific <laughs> at specificities. <laughs> The trainer was recommended by our behaviorist. We just, you know, every time we go to the behaviorist, she gives us like stuff that we should work on with Bo. And there's certain stuff that we've been able to work on with him. And then there's other stuff that like, for whatever reason, we just have not gotten it together to do with him. And I was finally like, you know what? We need someone to just actually come to the house and help us. Yeah. So I asked our behaviorist for a recommendation and she gave me the name of this woman. So I'm I'm hopeful that... She will be helpful. Hopeful for the help. Hopeful for the help. Um, so, yeah, that's sort of that's sort of the thing that's happening right now. We're just like uh, we also need to get a concrete plan together of getting this home ready to have a child in it. And I don't mean like baby proofing locks because uh, that's quite, not for a while. Quite frankly, it is uh, going to be an immovable blob of oh, what am I doing with this uh, for a good 10 months. So what we do mean is the actual combining of Dory and I's office into one mega office. A super office. A power office. Yeah. Just, you know, this podcast office capital of this block of los <laughs> angeles eh, maybe not i don't know <laughs> i don't know who's i don't know who else lives on this block so i don't want to speak too soon true everyone's got a podcast um but uh yeah so it's it's um it's very overwhelming everybody because there is too much stuff and you know i wanted us i wanted us to sort of purge during the holiday break but guess what we haven't. I did bring a trash bag out. You did. But that was, I think, just mostly trash. <laughs> um, so, you know, we just, have, we just have a lot of a lot. I mean, number one, like, the, 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 here's something I'd like to talk about right now while we're sitting here at the dining room table. We're recording not in my office right now just because I had the stuff out here. I said, why not just roll where we're sitting we have too many chairs, Dory. Yes, we do. You know, I've been saying this for months. You have. In fact, I got rid of your office chair I that know. you had had in here and just put it outside. Like I, I couldn't. I, I noticed that. I couldn't deal with the ninth chair in a mm -hmm. room where at most we have three to four people sitting in. Correct. Mm. So that's just one of these kinds of things. We have a table that used to be a kitchen table that has been next to <laughs> Dory's chaise loungy portion of the couch for since may since may since yes. dory's birthday mm -hmm. because that is when i fixed the kitchen yep uh and um let's just let's just i'm just i'm not even gonna look at it is there anything on that table just a couple things yeah like what honey um there's a lantern uh-huh and a playstation controller oh wow and oh uh -huh. there's some books too I'm not going to lie, everybody. There's probably 28 <laughs> books. Honest to God. I'm not even exaggerating. <laughs> I just counted as best I could. There are 28 books on that table. 
what is going on? I've been, those, those are all books I want to get rid of. This is like, I just don't understand. <laughs> this is, uh, you know, as I am with guitars, <laughs> so is she with other stuff. Just stuff. Well, here's part of the problem. Mm-hmm. I'm now in the fortunate position of having people send me stuff that I don't purchase, but they send me stuff to like talk about on, on podcasts. Yeah. Including a lot of books. This is the problem with not working in an office where you can just put stuff on a free stuff table. Correct. Like that's our free stuff table, but Oh, it's just us. Yeah. And it turns <laughs> out I don't need those books. No. Um, so by the way, another thing she tried to get rid of, she put in her, free stuff book the cookbook that we got from our rehearsal dinner that was signed by both the chefs and 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 personalized i didn't even realize i forgot she 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 put i I saw it and i was like what are you doing with this and she's like oh i'm gonna give it away i'm like but this is signed to us from the two hot tamale ladies i didn't realize i'm just like blown away by her uh let's call it yes dear selective uh she has a she has selective sentimentality interesting um so look it's uh it's something that that is i just wish we had a better way yeah <sighs> mm. i guess there you know the, the other problem too guys is this 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 lack of space and or storage here is the lack of storage is truly is the issue cumbersome um like Here's the thing about a lot of like New York apartments is they're small, but they have a lot of storage. Like they have big closets. They ha- they like utilize storage well. And I feel like this house, it was like people in the twenties didn't store anything. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe I, I don't know. I, I'm just like, I'm a, a worried, overwhelmed. Um, and just like, oh, God, I'm a little like, I'm very scared. I'm scared for us, guys. Listeners at home, I'm scared for us and our ability to adapt to having to care for a human being in a, in a minimal fashion. <laughs> and then the baby stuff is going to be a whole other thing. Yep. You know? Yes. <sighs> God. Why? How do you people get rid of stuff? Well, a lot of people probably don't accumulate as much stuff as we do. Are we hoarders? Like that's probably where we should begin. I'm not a hoarder. And I also, I do have sentimental attachment to some things. And those are the things that I keep. But I am pretty good about, I would say, in the time that we've been here, I've done three full office purges yeah but the but, fact that you had enough stuff to do three office purges like well, you accumulate like, a lot of stuff much like my wife i too have some stuff that gets sent to me it's also why like when people like want to give stuff to me i'm just like don't please yeah please 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 while i'm sure it's a wonderful thing i just don't i cannot i can't don't have room in my brain and i don't have room and particularly in my office. And I've got to, sh- guys, I have to shrink my desk down by like 30% because my desk is not going to fit on the wall that Dory wants to put it on. 
Wait, I thought we were putting, we were lining our desks up in a row. Oh, we are? Didn't we? We just had this conversation. Well, and then the, why would I need to get another desk? Maybe you don't need to get another desk. Guys, the world is changing. We just, we just, I just don't want to be out of the window. So you'll have to move your desk down. I want to be in the corner. Right. Um, this is a whole, like, I wish you could see everything, guys. I wish I could, like, take you on a video tour of my office and Dory's office and then go, how's this going to work? <sighs> oh, boy. I know. We have a lot to get to today, but um, thanks for listening to us catch you up on the year so far, or sort of year in review almost. Mm-hmm, well, really, mm-hmm. it's like the last two weeks in review. Um, but that being said, let us pause as we say hello to one of our fine sponsors. We'll be right back. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks. Tees and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know uh, stripes on the top of it. it's like well hey look at me i'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person they've got those too and they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff you know if for all you frill seekers out there folks all i'm saying is you heard me talk about bombas for years now 
I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Okay, we're back, everybody. I don't know if you heard the beep, but that is the beep that means we're back. Okay. So, you know, the last couple episodes, we got kind of intense. We are an intense couple of cool dudes. <laughs> um, and people had some thoughts. Oh, no. I didn't want to turn this into, You didn't like, want to burden us with the endless, <laughs> The endless dissection of Our everything. Arguments. But I, here's what I will say. I will say, after last week, a lot of people felt like I'd been unfair to you. Interesting. And um, I just wanted to acknowledge that. And I'm sorry. Oh, your apology accepted. I didn't even consider it. Um, there also was a misconception, I think because you joked about this. What was it? That I had only selected emails that were critical of you and like not put in the ones uh, that were critical of me. But in fact, there weren't that week. There were not. Everyone was against Matt that week. So I had not cherry picked those emails. That was just the 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 mood so i got there were several angry emails oh no <laughs> like dory how dare you um, and i was like wait no i didn't do that um but anyway there were a couple a couple emails that i did want to read because i thought they had some valuable perspectives so this first one is from ashley go ahead um Dear Matt and Dory, I recently started listening after diving into Forever 35. Coincidentally, we got pregnant at the same time. So it's been fun experiencing your prego journey at the same time as mine. I'm due April 16th. Congratulations, Ashley. I'm a licensed clinical social worker, but more importantly, I'm also married to someone I feel like I have to parent, and I thought I might give us some unsolicited advice. This is not critical of you, by the uh, way. It's all right. I don't, look, honey, it's okay. If it is, it is. If it isn't, it's all right. The last few weeks, I've heard a Matt who sounds extremely distant, stressed about work, and completely overwhelmed. So to me, the, the guitar buying and wanting to go to Vegas doesn't sound like a responsibility. It sounds like someone who wants to escape. Yeah, that's very true. He probably doesn't have the ber- verbiage to process his extreme stress and is acting out by wanting to buy fun things, press pause in his life, and have a carefree time. So take heart, Dory. These things have nothing to do with you or your marriage and have everything to do with Matt and his coping mechanisms. The last episode, I heard a Matt who had no voice and he sounded very defeated. Dory, I get that you guys discussed all these issues before you were married. So to you, it is unreasonable for Matt to question the religion since you agreed to it already. However, as we say in the therapy world, you are living in the world of should instead of the world that is. Matt should be fine with your previous arrangement, but in reality, he is not. So you need to respect that and deal with it by revisiting it. There's no revisiting. It's, it's, I'm not, that's something I'm not winning, nor do I want to win. I just, uh, you know, we'll talk about it, I guess, eventually. Dory, finding all the people who agree with you to prove to Matt that he is wrong and you are right. She didn't do that. I think I just joked, but I don't see all the emails. So, I mean, maybe she's covering for herself right now, guys. And she totally did that last week, but. Oh no, now everyone's going to believe you. I don't know. I don't know. I don't see them. I didn't do that. You're, I mean. You can. Um, just, it's, it's, it's a lot, though. It's too much. Um, is not going to get you what you want. It is going <laughs> to make Matt feel more stressed and push him in the irresponsible direction. Instead, find a way to help him talk about his work stress and life stress without judgment. 
meet with a neutral marriage counselor, not yours and not his, to figure out the religion slash baby rearing stuff. Don't have these conversations without the help of a professional. You guys have an awesome marriage. You guys communicate well and both strive to better yourselves. You can do this. It's important to remember it's not Dory versus Matt. It's Dory and Matt versus the world. You guys are on the same team. So true. Something that helped my husband and I with the money issues was taking the class Financial Peace University by Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey oh, is familiar with somewhat that controversial. In the sense of what? I don't know. Like, some people don't like his methods, I think, but I think oh, okay. he's also helped a lot of people. But I don't have personal experience with him. So. Nor do I. All right. Anyway, so, so she says there's a whole section devoted to how to work together with your spouse to make rules and check in without wanting to kill each other. We love this class because it wasn't me forcing my husband to do it my way or vice versa. We were both learning to do things a different way. Love you guys. Thanks for exposing your junk to the world. That could actually be helpful for us. I, yeah, I think, uh, I think it's confusing, though. What is? I think our finances are different from other people's finances. In the sense of... They are and they aren't. We have podcasts and, you know... Well, the thing that's we different... Pay, we have to pay taxes. The thing that, that's different over, is we don't have W-2 income. Right. So, and we don't have predictable paychecks. Correct. Um, so that makes it tough sometimes to budget. Well, thank God we have an accountant who does the budget. But now we have an accountant. I do think like we're, we're like gradually getting better about okay, it. Look, I think it's good that we're getting better, not worse. Yes, 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 so, yes. I mean, what more could you want? Well, you know, in the car ride on the on the on the car ride home from Vegas, you suggested that we buy nothing in January. I did suggest that until I realized that we're going to have to buy a bunch of stuff in January for the house to get the baby's room. I know, but we could do buy nothing besides like house stuff, house and baby stuff. Sure. Like no clothes, no guitars, okay. no shoes. Okay. No for me like no makeup, no, you know what I mean? Like No guitars, huh? <laughs> We got to go tomorrow. Oh, boy. We got one more day. Um, all right. Kind of along these same lines, I'm going mm-hmm. to play a voicemail. Are you ready? Yeah, I think so. Great. Hey, Matt and Dory. This is Rachel calling from Ohio. I just wanted to call in and let you guys know that we're all rooting for you, and I definitely had to stop the podcast tonight and remind you guys that, hey, it's okay to sometimes not be okay and sometimes not get along. You guys are working really hard at creating a tiny human being right now, and that comes with a lot of messiness and a lot of complications. Sometimes, Matt, you're going to want to do things for yourself or need a little bit of space, and for you that might mean a four-hour drive to Vegas, hopefully not four times in one month, but maybe... mm, Four times in a year. I don't know, eight months. Okay, eight months. And Dory, that might mean you (laughs) taking a little bit of time to do something for yourself, hang out with some friends. Um, But self care is definitely important in this process, as is effective communication. I think you guys have been doing a really great job of talking out a lot of the stressors and concerns and different things that have been coming up along this process. And I really, really um, definitely think that you guys should continue to do this even after potentially the podcast stops or after – 
little bundle of joy comes along. Um, I think that you guys having the ability to really openly and honestly share your concerns is only going to be a step in the right direction. Uh, again, just wanted to let you guys know that you guys are doing a great job and that sometimes what you do need is to take a step back, back, breathe, and ask yourself, okay, this is what we did. What do we need to do moving forward? Love the podcast and just wanted to give you guys a shout out. Thanks. Thank you. I do think that, like, taking a taking a beat and, like, breathing is good. You know, I, I this isn't meant to... I don't even know what I'm, I try to do that sometimes. I'm not good about doing it as much as I should be doing it. But there are a lot of times where you and I will be having an argument or I can see that we could about to have an argument, could about, (laughs) could be about to have, could be. What is? How would you say that? Seems like we're heading towards an argument. Could be heading towards an argument. Could be about to have an argument. That's so <laughs> such an odd turn of phrase. I think yeah, you're total. That's the way to write it. Wait, how did you write it? Could be heading towards. An <laughs> there <argument>. we go. <laughs> um, uh. Where I I do take a beat and I think to myself. What is more important right now? Um, being right or not arguing. So I have I've found that a lot of times when I ask myself that, we, uh, we, it, we, it de-escalate. we, we stave off the argument. Sometimes yeah. it's even before we do argue. Mm. But sometimes we avoid the argument mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with my brain. Mm-hmm kicking into gear and I going, appreciate that hold it pal yep so that is my way of taking a breath sometimes um but I think hers is more figurative what metaphorical <laughs> a metaphorical breath I mean she doesn't literally mean take a breath although maybe she does get a hold of your breathing and slow yeah. down for a second yeah, I look, I've been stressed and lately it was very stressful. Um and it's just, you know, we're entering I'm going to I'm I'm heading we're heading towards a very stressful time at work where you know, always towards the end of the season we just sort of just becomes very stressful. Yeah. We're just trying to get it done to make a very good show. So I'm going to be doing my best to be on my goodest behaviors. Okay. Um, okay. So this is another voicemail. Mm-hmm. Hi, it's Aaron Gudge calling. The Gudge. So I'm listening to you guys and you're having some frustrations over Matt wanting to go on vacation to Vegas and how he's selling some of his guitars or not selling his guitars or selling guitars and buying guitars and 
well, not following rules or whatever you might think of it as. And as a seasoned, experienced, I want to feel like a million-year-old mom. Um, I I understand how Dory feels, but I also think that your lives are not going to change as much as you might think that they're going to change after you have a baby. Obviously, there are the really, you know, clear changes that will happen, but babies, especially in the first year, are very portable. (laughs) They sleep a lot. Um, My husband used to play video games while holding our oldest on his chest while she was sleeping, and she just wanted to listen to a heartbeat and snuggle, and sometimes I needed to, you know, like, be able to brush my hair and bathe and things like that so he would hold her and they'd play video games or she wouldn't actually play the video games but she would be there while he was playing video games i'd come out they'd both be asleep taking a nap whatever um it's not quite it's just not as hard to do the things that you still enjoy doing in fact i bet your baby will absolutely love listening to guitar playing babies love music pretty universally um, and travel isn't that hard with babies. I wouldn't suggest Las Vegas because of all of the smoking and stuff, but, you know, to each their own. Um, <laughs> babies are actually very good travelers also. Uh, I'm about to run out of time, but I just want to, like, you know, it's, it's an evolution rather than an overnight change. Um, and just support each other and love each other and let Dory take some naps after the baby comes. Bye. She does love a nap. I, I napped in the car today. Yes, yes, you did. You napped on the way there as well. Yeah. Well, today I woke up at five. Yeah. And couldn't fall back asleep. I got home a half. I got into the room thirty minutes before she woke Correct. up. Correct. <laughs> I mean, I lay in bed reading for a while. She let me wake up to the shuffling of packing. I let you sleep till nine. Yeah, and then we left immediately. Yep. Um, thank you, Aaron, for those wise words. You know, today I did think about um, having the baby and playing video games with those headphones. Oh, did you? Yeah, I was thinking about like, well, you know, I guess I could just sort of put these headphones on and be with the baby while I'm also with Arthur Morgan and our horse. <laughs> I mean... A lot of things can happen. Yeah. Do babies want to play guitar or listen to guitar? I don't know. Yeah, I think they do. I think they like music. Uh, Yeah, okay. I'm in. Aaron, thank you for the uh, email. Um, That was a voicemail. (laughs) All right, here's another. This is a two-parter. Oh. Yep. Hey, Bo, Matt, and Dory. So I wanted to call in response to this ongoing, what I assume is ongoing, I paused in the middle, so I'm not sure. Feel free to disregard this if this topic has been brought up, but somewhat ongoing discussion about the the pre-baby anxieties and the the rules and Las Vegas and um, all of those things. So the one thing, first I think you guys are having a great discussion. I really like all the points people have been bringing up, you know, trying to see both perspectives. Um, <clears throat> but the thing that I wanted to say is um, in terms of the timeline, you guys keep discussing like, you know, 20 weeks or this many months or, you know, referencing the month baby is born. 
I just want to emphasize that we don't always know when babies are going to come and that, you know, baby could be premature. Not saying that mm-hmm. baby should be, right, because, you know, you guys are on tabs with everything. And I was super excited to hear how well the ultrasound, the 20-week ultrasound went, all those things. But for one, Dory will have a travel restriction on her as a pregnant woman that I believe is usually at the very beginning of eight months. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen Away We Go where they try to travel and she's like six months, but she's got a, you know, quote, bigger, unquote, belly. So people don't let her travel without a doctor's note. And that's just because oh, interesting. nobody wants a pregnant woman to go into labor in the air or far away from their doctor. All of those reasons. So there's that one thing. In addition, in terms of planning things, like having to get stuff done by a certain timeline, I would say you guys want to really consider moving that to 30 or 32 weeks because if you have something that you need to get done before the baby is here, like finishing the office nursery transition, then you don't want to accidentally get stuck doing that after the baby is born because suddenly the baby comes early. You know, even if sometimes babies just come early and they're completely healthy. So even forgetting about all those other concerns, the sake, like timing is pretty delicate and I guess fungible here where we don't really know what's going to happen. So I would just consider throwing that concept into the mix of, you know, if and when, you know, Matt is going to be taking trips out of town, if you guys are going to be taking a trip together, just remembering those travel restrictions and then also the timeline. You know, you don't want to have I'm sure, Matt, you don't want to be in Las Vegas if something happens prematurely, right? So those types of things. And then also I know that I brought this up a long time ago on the podcast, but I did want to remind Matt that since he mentioned his phone goes. My phone goes. She got cut off, but she called right back. Of course she did. She was very organized and very clear in her Here we go, part two. Here we go. Hi, again, this is a continuation of the timeline voicemail I just left. I'm Ariel. I don't remember if I said that before, so I don't know if that's helpful. Did she? Um, what else I don't did think she did. Matt <clears throat> mentioned that his phone still goes into Do Not Disturb at like 9 p.m. Yeah. You should probably just end that now, Matt, because if something happens and for whatever reason you and Dory aren't in the same place, You know, you just want to make sure that people can reach you. I know it's usually like the three calls and then it goes through. Yeah. But to be honest, if something's going on with Dory and she's not thinking about that and saying that to someone, you know, Mm a healthcare provider, they might call two times or one time and then call again later. I don't know if they'll know to do the three times in a row. So just, again, something to consider just because, you know, we are getting closer and I'm really excited for you guys. And um, sorry again about rambling. And, yeah, I hope you guys figure everything out. And congrats again on the 20-week ultrasound. Bye. Well, that is a good point. I I love all of that was a That was a jam-packed points. voicemail. Great information in there. I mean, here's something to really think about, though. Yeah, I think I'm, it's... Uh, I'm 24 weeks tomorrow. Yep. 30 weeks is only six weeks away. I know. We've got a lot to do. <laughs> oh, it's <God>. horrible. <laughs>
Oh boy. <laughs> I am like that was a that was a it was a good voicemail, but just a little it's hard to hear, you know? Yeah, the real wake up call. <laughs> the realest of reals, you know? Yep. I think that the um uh, God, you see, I just want—I want to do it. I will do it. I just want to have the time to do it. We're and gonna have to make I, the I, time. I don't know that I'm going. I'm gonna have to take a couple days off work. I don't know. You know what? We're gonna just have to be effective. We're gonna yeah. have to use our time well. Well, look, I can do a lot in a short period of time. Um be you know i mean you saw what i did in there mm-hmm. it was uh, on me on my own yeah so i pointed to the office um not her uterus <laughs> uh so i'm very i'm I, this is too much should we have this baby can we pause everything? Nope. For like eight to 12 years? Nope. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> How come you got to finish out your 30s? And I don't. It's not fair. You're the one who likes older people. We established this. I don't like older people. I just only talk to older people. <laughs> so that's what happens when you hang out with older people and you marry one. Yeah, well... Whatever. <laughs> All right. Look, I mean, you're giving us a lot of food for thought, and, and the, the do not disturb thing is an interesting, uh, an interesting thing. Problem. I mean, really, that's for Dory because I sleep with my phone in the room. Right, and it was always going off with notifications. So, here's what I should do: have it whenever I'm not around you. It should be off. Right. Are you going to remember to do that? Well, the thing is, like, if I'm next to you, right, sleeping, yeah, it's fine. Then I don't need the phone. Yes, on. yes, yes. That's what I'm saying. No, I'm saying it's just you'll have to remember to turn it off when we're not together. Right. I also think you should make it 11 p.m. Okay. Because, like, sometimes you're at work past 9 p.m. And what if I needed to call you? And That's you're... true, and that I mean that has happened that you've texted me and I haven't seen it. Yeah, so I think you should you should expand that. I do like a do not disturb feature, by the way. Oh, I do too. It's fantastic, and I I strongly agree. Use it often. Yep. So thumbs up, Apple. Um, we're gonna take another short break. We'll be right back. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Okay, we're back. We sure are. We have uh, been uh, alarmed. Uh, we have, uh, just, I, I, I mean, it's just, a. 
I don't even know. I mean, I, I, look, everybody, it's happening. It's going to happen. You're going to be here most of the steps of the way. But I'm still like, ooh. Ooh. Yeah. All right. What's next, honey? It's from Jessica. I don't know how I've suckered you into reading everything, but go for it. Okay. If you would like to read it, you're welcome to. Hi, Jessica here, mother of one newborn science baby. I proudly wore my egghead t-shirt when we brought her home from the hospital two months ago. That is fantastic. We have to remember to order our service baby onesie. That's true. (laughs) I'm wondering how you and Matt are doing coming up with a name. I've heard you make jokes, but nothing serious. I'm sure you don't want to share the name yet, but what's the status? Have you narrowed it down? Do you like the same type of names? Uh, My husband and I had a hard time because he liked traditional names and I liked trendy ones. Oh, God, Jessica, I want to know so badly what you mean by trendy names. Uh, I'm wondering how you guys are doing since you both seem pretty opinionated. Mm, Honey, that's a nice way of saying we're both from Boston. Uh, (laughs) You made IVF bearable during a really hard time. So glad you decided to keep the podcast going throughout the pregnancy. I guess we will know when you have birth when we don't get our Monday morning dose of fun. (laughs) That's what you think. (laughs) This podcast sleeps for no baby. Oh, boy. Um, We have narrowed down the list, actually. We narrowed it down this weekend. (laughs) We did. We did. We we kicked a bunch of names off, and we still looked down, and there was 50. There's still 15 names sitting there. And I'm not even entirely sure that those are the names. Like, you know. Because we thought of a couple on the way to the we, to Vegas. we like got rid of some and then added one or two. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. We tried that. We tried a couple names on for size with our friends. Yeah. Just kind of gauge rave reviews. Rave reviews, but you know, I don't think people. Do you think they would have said if they didn't like it? I yes, don't know. I do. You do? Yeah. All right. Chris would have. That's true. Um. But no, we don't. We don't have like the name. No, we have names that are like, oh, is this the name? And also, question what, parent out there. I'm going to ask Jessica because she's the one who asked this question when she writes me back to tell me what trendy names she enjoys. Uh, what? Uh, how many names? Like, did you go through? Great question. What was your final list like? Another great question. When did you when did you pin the tail on the donkey, per se? I will say I think you and I are generally in the same we're in the similar, world. We're in a similar names. ballpark, thanks yeah. to the Bill James baseball prospectus. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think either of us is really into trendy names. I might I have like I think my taste is sl- like a teensy tiny bit trendier, but not trendy. You know what I mean? Your taste is trendier than yours. Your I feel like your taste is very traditional. Yes. Like I, I'll do. I, I honestly, I, a lot of names I pitch. She goes, "That's too waspy." <laughs> it's too waspy. <laughs> oh, that's how I talk. When you say that, yes, that's oh, how okay. you talk. Um, but no, we are. We, I mean, we we agree enough that we have fifteen names that I think both of us are pretty happy with. Oof. Yeah, like yeah. We I mean, agree I would really on those fifteen. We names. really like anything. I was sort of in doubt of. We were like, we just got go, rid of gone, yeah. gone. Anything unless we were like, meh. But see it was you like, later, um, Leviticus Cornwell. <laughs> that was never on the 
list. <laughs> um, all right. Here's a voicemail. Hey, Bo, Matt, and Dory. Oh, wait. So sorry. I wanted to- Did I already play that? Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Anyone who dresses Bo first, I remember. Yeah, wait. That was Ariel. No, this is a different voicemail. Another person saying hi to yeah. Bo first. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Hello, new new favorite person. Wait a second. This is so weird. Or is it? Hey, Bo, Matt, and Dory. So I wanted to call in response to this ongoing. No. I assume it's ongoing. I paused. No. Oh, you know what? No. I labeled. I labeled it wrong. That's the problem, guys. Sometimes professional podcasters sorry about can that. make mistakes too. So when you're at home and you're thinking, ah, oh, this seems so hard. I don't know if I want to do it. I'll make mistakes. <laughs> Keep doing it. I mean, if you heard Andy and I's podcast about Star Trek, you would be like, how are these two grown adult humans? (laughs) How are they making a show? This is crazy to me. Um, Yeah. Okay. So what was that? What was that voicemail going to be about? It was about a beginning. IVF. you know what? I found it. I found it. Here we go. Here we go. Let's go. Here we go. Hi, Matt and Dory. My name is Sarah and I am at the beginning of my IVF journey. And I just wanted to let you know how nice it is to be able to listen to all of your pregnancy stuff while I'm going through this. I'm not one of your listeners that is triggered by the process, although I understand it might be upsetting to hear about a pregnancy when you're still trying to conceive. But for me, it makes me think about the end goal, and it's almost as if I've flipped to the back of the book, read the happy ending, and now I'm Hmm. going through the story with a little bit less uncertainty and with a lot more hope. So I want to thank you all for what you do and all of your listeners for their helpful tips. I'm currently making my way through the entire show from beginning to end, and I'm having a blast. So thank you guys, and good luck with everything. Bye. I just thought that was very sweet. I think that is a... I mean, that's so funny. I do think that our podcast will sort of s- sit there forever, and it will be interesting as people find out more and more, like, as more and more people find it. Totally. You know, that's funny you mentioned that. I do wonder what our numbers are like, uh, like on the back catalog. I feel like people are finding this and then yeah. they're just starting listening to it. It's interesting to me. And uh, welcome, new listeners. If yeah, you're welcome. this far in, you stuck with us. Thank you. In spite of me. Thank you. And Bo. Despite me. Um. All right. Here's another voicemail. I love it. Let's hear this other We got voicemail. some great voicemails this week. I'm not going to lie. Go. Hi, Matt and Dory. Um, this is Debbie. I've been listening all along. Um, and uh, this most recent episode of yours uh, had a couple things got me thinking. Okay, the first one is about exercise. Uh, you might want to look up Nia. It's N. IANow.com. Mia is uh, a dance class that involves uh, dance arts, healing arts, and um, uh, and also uh, dance techniques. Um, and it's uh, uh, really gentle movement. Um, and if you like to dance, it's fabulous. So that's the first thing. Um, the second thing is. Um, uh, about being very quiet when the baby's napping. Um, you really want to try not to do that, even though it's a really strong urge. Um, but you want the baby to get used to napping like in this. any kind of circumstances. Um, yeah, me too. Uh, so uh, if you're, you know, in the house making noise, 
the baby would learn to have that not bother them and they would be able to sleep. Um, and then the last thing was about Bo. Um, I'm sure people have talked to you about Prozac, so I won't go into that um, uh, for Bo. But um, uh, the other thing is if he already thinks of the office as his safe place, then maybe you should leave it as that, and then you're halfway there for that battle of him having a place that he feels comfortable okay, going to, and then maybe afterwards. put the baby in the back bedroom, um, which would also be good for noise, um, assuming that's the case for you, um, not knowing your house. But anyway, uh, those were the thoughts that came uh, to me, and I just wanted to share them. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. All In right. theory, that's a great idea. I like the idea of that. I like that it's a reasonable idea. But again, look, Debbie, listen to the beginning of this episode where I sort of lamented the uh, idea of everything we have to do and get rid of between now and then because our house is a petite. And the office that is going to be the nursery is very small. Um and it would not be like, it's fine for my office, but we couldn't fit both of our offices in there and it's not, it won't fit our bed. So it can't be our bedroom. Um, so Bo is just going to have to get over it. Also, like he has a lot of safe spaces in the house. Let's be honest. Bo owns the couch at this point. Truly. Like he's a little aggro about it. <laughs> Well, he's not really aggro, but he loves the couch. And he's, he, he's literally not aggro about it. <laughs> I think he likes being able to like, like guard the door. Yeah. And just kind of be aware of like everything that's going on. Yeah. He does choose the place like where he can see out of windows. Right. Yeah. Like he's relaxed, I, but. That's a good point. He's still kind of, you know. That's a good point. So I think that's what's happening too. I think that he is without a doubt the um laziest dog on the planet (laughs) (laughs) he was so excited running up and down the hallway when we got home like chasing his ball pawing that around licking my face ad nauseum because he hadn't seen us in three days and he has since we started this podcast 57 minutes ago he has not stirred (laughs) he hasn't even like I mean, he's breathing. I can tell you that, but <laughs> doesn't give a crap. No. He's a very lazy boy right now. He is. We like a calm, lazy dog. He's so cute. We like a very calm, lazy little boy. Um, all right. I'm going to play this next voicemail. Go ahead, honey. Hello. This is Katie from Atlanta. I call in a lot. Katie Lucy. I'm a Patreon <laughs> supporter. I don't always Thank listen you, to Katie. my name, though. Maybe I need a cool nickname to, like, draw my interest. Anyway, besides the point. I'm calling with regards to the woman who said she was 15 weeks pregnant and wanted to know about her workout routine. And Dory, this could also be tips for you, but you probably know already. If you're pregnant, just start doing kegels like immediately, like, or like any sort of pelvic floor work that is okay for pregnancy. Obviously don't do like bridges and stuff because you can't really be on your back and you're not supposed to do inversions. But I barely worked out when I was pregnant. I think I did Two or three prenatal yoga classes. I think I walked on the treadmill twice. So, like, in nine months, I worked out, like, four or five times total. And let me just tell you, 
if you were planning on having a baby, quote unquote, naturally, and by that I mean not a C-section, mm-hmm. if you want an epidural, I'm very pro-epidural, but anyway, pushing is a lot of work, a lot of work, and I only had a seven-pound baby, and I pushed for two and a half hours, Ugh. and I was exhausted, and I was talking to my OB after the fact, and she said that she will sometimes recommend her patients do a lot of kegels and, and as much kind of quote-unquote core work as they can and to really practice pushing and bearing down with those muscles because it was a feeling that I had never done before and I think that's part of the reason why I got so tired and I had to do it for so long. So that is my, I had a baby eight months ago, tip, highly recommend that. Um, and as for prenatal yoga, I was a big yoga person before I got pregnant and I still am now like I did power yoga and hot yoga and if you are a big time yoga person and going to yoga and anticipating the same experience don't it's a lot of stretching and breathing you may or may not work up a sweat I that's why I didn't love prenatal yoga like the stretching was nice but I actually wanted to work out I'm just trying to make excuses for not working out because that's what I like to do anyway love the podcast as always you guys are doing a great job and I'll talk to you later thank you Honey, get those get those exercises, those pelvic floor exercises going. I am. Um, you know, my, my prenatal yoga class does do a lot of pelvic floor stuff. So I feel good about that. Seems like an important step. Yeah. And I've also started going to bar classes at my gym. No. Yeah. And I'm still working out at my gym. So I'm trying to just get like a a broad range of mm-hmm. workout stuff going. Because, yeah, I, I I would like to be in okay shape. I mean, knock on wood, so far I've not had any, you know, pain issues. She's been doing great. So I'd like to keep it that way. You know what? We will. Thank We're you. We're going to keep it that way, honey. All right. We're going to keep it tight. Okay. Oh, oh, here we go. Oh, the pelvic floor, I mean. Okay. Come on, um, guys. Get your head out of the gutters. All right, this, is, this next email is from Anonymous. This is an interesting conundrum this person has. Oh, boy, I hope I can help. Um, greetings, Matt and Dory. I would appreciate it if you left my name off of this. Done. I also adjusted a majority of pronouns to keep this person private. Love it. When I was in college, a, quote, friend of mine mm-hmm. would share that they are a child of a sperm donor and had multiple donor siblings that they'd gotten into contact with since turning 18. Okay. Over the last few years, they've found over 13 donor siblings. Oh, boy. They've gone on family vacations to Mexico altogether, gone to each other's college graduations, and gotten matching tattoos, Mm -hmm. all with their donor father. I think it's great that they are able to have this relationship with each other. However, recently it seems they are becoming obsessed with finding them all. Recently, I received a text message asking for help with something. I responded that I can try to help. My quote friend proceeded to tell me that they have known they have another sibling, but he has not come forward to them yet and they haven't been able to find him. Okay. All they know is he went to the same college as I did for graduate school. They proceeded to ask me if the school had an alumni database that I could use to help them find his contact information. (laughs) This guy, what if he doesn't want to be found? They mentioned that they don't want to push this person, but it sure seems that they are going too far with getting a hold of this person. How do I tell them I am uncomfortable doing this? I do not think they understand that there is probably a reason why this donor sibling doesn't want to come forward. I tried beating around the bush, telling him I didn't know if there was a database, and they quickly responded with, I found the database, but you can only log in with your school login information. It just seems like walking a fine line between wanting to find this family group and invading this person's privacy. I'm at a loss for words on how to tell them that they're going a little too far. Thank you in advance. Um, You just tell them, I don't feel comfortable 
looking up his email. Yeah, I would say, look, I don't know what kind of earth-shattering secret this could or could not be for this family, and I don't feel comfortable being the one to uh, make this happen. That's it. That's all we have to say. I mean, honestly, it's like, it should not... This, this, the, the, I'll tell you why this is happening with these people. It's just like they finally have a group activity. People love group activities. Mm. So now their group activity is finding other people who like the same group activity, which is finding other babies. I think from it's. The same I think sperm. it's. I think it's a little more. Of course, uh, complex it is. Than that. <laughs> Some things are said for humor, but also I'm totally right, and that's what's happening. Like, I mean, that's what they're talking about, right? Like every second of every free minute they have, they're like, so I track down. I mean, I get what you're saying, but also like that is life changing information. It is. And it's information that you necessarily shouldn't be the one to deliver, nor should, you know. Like, I I think if I were in that position, I suddenly found out that. I'd be like, oh. That makes so much more sense. Thank you for telling me. <laughs> but I think I would also be really curious and want to find everyone. Um, you do? Yes, I do. Uh, I, I think I would be. I wouldn't care. Um, and so I sort of get where these people are coming from. But I also get your perspective. And I think the best thing to do is to be direct with them. Because if you're not, they will keep asking. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, they have, they, 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 they why make you uncomfortable? Right. Tell them, tell them to go find somebody else at the school, like hang outside a coffee shop near the school and then ask them for their email. And if you don't get it thrown out by security, um, maybe they'll help. The other thing this person could do is like a lot of schools have the same email format for everyone and you could just figure out the email format is and send them an email. Send this person. No, the the friend could figure out, you know, like if it's like first name dot last name at. Right blah 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 dot edu then that's the email format and you just send it to them oh is that what they want the email that's i thought they wanted to find like if you pull the alumni stuff you can find the address no they want the email oh i thought they wanted like the address address no which is crazy that wasn't what i well look i think there's a lot of pronouns in there for a reason so his contact information that i think is more than just the email Hmm. That's what I've decided. And because of that, I'm way on board not uh, All right, that's fair. Not helping that person. Um, all right, honey. Remember last week we were talking about how you have all these DVDs and you didn't know what to do with them? Yes, I do. We got some suggestions. Okie dokie. Here we go. Hey, Matt and Dory. It's Christopher Finagy calling. I had to pause the uh, podcast uh, when you guys brought up what to do with uh, the Blu-rays. Matt, if you're actually getting rid of them, mm-hmm. one thing you can do is I use a website called Second Spin where they will buy your uh, um, used media that you no longer want. And I actually made, I got sold all my CDs and, and unneeded Blu-rays and uh, some video games and came back, got $250 back. Uh, another suggestion uh, would be to, if you, know, if you want to, donate them to a library. Uh, this way, mm. then other people can go in and, you know, get them from the library and enjoy the movies. Uh, and one question for you guys. I, unfortunately, I slipped and started smoking again. Me so, too. Matt, what was that um, audio book that you listened to to help you quit smoking or to kind of stop as much? Well, so, yeah. yeah. I definitely want to check that out. Uh, uh, wish you guys a very Merry Christmas. Hopefully Hanukkah went very well. And have a Happy New Year. Bye. 
Thank you, Christopher Fernegi. Uh, it is Alan Carr, two R's at the end there, uh, A-L-L-E-N, Alan Carr's Easy Way to Stop Smoking. That's the book. I would, I would say get the book and the audiobook, but the audiobook is four hours. So if you have a decent commute, Christopher, you could be done smoking in a week. And you're going to do it again, right? That's the plan. Great. It did. It did uh, really. It was a cure all. And then I just cracked under the stress of stress and uh, needed a little release. And instead of just taking a breath, like our, our, our caller recommended, I started smoking again. Didn't feel good. Anyway. Anyway, one more suggestion. One more suggestion. Hi, Matt and Dory and Bo. This is Jen Brennan from Allentown, Pennsylvania. And I was calling. I had to do a podcast pause. Um, if Matt is wondering what he can do with all of his DVDs, you might find if you call a local hospital that they'll actually take them and they offer them for a patient so that they can watch movies um, while they're in the hospital or while they're undergoing um, sometimes if they're getting chemo, there's a library for them to select from. So, all right. Thanks for all you do and have a great week off next week. That is, a, that is another great suggestion. I think that's sort of the one I'm leaning towards. Yeah. I think I should pull everything. Like I, I look for like everything that I have that's sort of family-y. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Get that over to a children's hospital. And then the um, rest of it. I mean, or if anyone, you know, wants to raise a human being that is exactly like them, me, um, I'll just give her my DVDs and <laughs> just leave it in the kid's room. Um, all right. This is from Maria. Hey, Matt and Dory. I know you guys were talking about the age to take a toddler to Disney World. And you personally don't have experience with small babies at Walt Disney World. But I was hoping to send out the Disney egghead signal. Oh, I like this signal. We are expecting our first in late July, early August, and then we get married in late September. My fiance suggested we take a honeymoon slash baby moon with the baby to Disney at the end of the year next year. Oh, your your fiance doesn't understand what a baby moon is. <laughs> the You're baby supposed to do it without the baby. The baby would probably be around four months old, and it would be a trip more for us than the baby. But are we insane to even think of that as a possibility? We clearly aren't set on this, but would love to hear some egghead experience on small babies and Walt Disney World. Is it hard but doable? Is it a disaster waiting to happen? Is it just flat out impossible and insane? I gotta say, it's probably easier than with a toddler. Love the podcast and your banter. Thanks again. A few things. I think it's. I think it's probably easier than with a toddler. Okay. And someone that can walk and run away from you. Right. That's all I'm saying. You know, but you do have to deal with the fact that you've got to have the carriage in there. You know, it's like this whole other cumbersome layer and like maneuvering that through a thousand bajillion people. When's the baby going to nap? When's it like, it's just like a lot to, there's a lot to factor in factor. in. my advice to you would be take an actual baby moon, which would be before the baby, before the baby and before the wedding, by the way, Dory and I may not get a baby moon because of, um, work not ending when i thought it was gonna end and um travel restrictions yeah so i don't know guys it's gonna be touch and go here Mm -hmm. Mm. oh boy what are we gonna do (laughs) um i don't know we're gonna have to figure that out 
I wonder if we'll become more hermity. We're pretty hermity. You've made me hermity. I am uh, slightly not sorry about that. Um, I am. But I do wonder if it's like, I think maybe, I feel like the baby will be like, weirdly like somehow an excuse for us not to be hermity like the baby's gonna need to be walked more than b-e-a-u mm-hmm. so you know could be interesting you know we'll get a tour of the neighborhood yep maybe we'll be like we don't even want to walk around this neighborhood let's take the baby in the car 20 minutes oh my goodness walk so many around possibilities. we could be out and about all over los angeles you never know you don't ever this know. baby could change everything <laughs> well on that note that brings us to the end. Yes. So if you'd like to come redecorate our offices and put everything together and move everything and get us some storage, please contact me. And if you'd like to support us on Patreon and get up to two bonus episodes per month, you can do that at patreon.com slash excellent adventure. Help us pay for the inevitable storage unit that yeah. we're going to need because of this baby. We'll, we'll put a plaque on the outside of the storage unit. Oh, dedicated. Dedicated to, to the Patreon supporters. Uh, you know, I'm uh, in the game, I uh, read that Redemption, I donated $20 to this building was being built and my name was going to be on the plaque. So Arthur Morgan's name is on, will be on the plaque of this building when it's eventually finished being built in the video game. Great. <laughs> also, when you start supporting us on Patreon, you get the whole back catalog of the Patreon episodes. If you support us at the $5 level or above, and there are a lot at this point. So, you know, if you want more of us, which you might not, too but many, if you do, there's more of us. I'm there. excited about this um, because uh, we get to do things over there. We get to just go crazy off topic. We're already off topic here. Yeah. But like over there, we can just do whatever and answer like personal queries and questions that people might have. Yeah. Uh, help them solve life conundrums. Uh, advice from two people that you think might have their shit together in a way that uh, you would you might not. And if that's the case, I'm sorry. You don't have your shit together because we certainly, I certainly don't. Dory does. Um, but two two points of view, right? Coming at you. Yeah. So if you want personal advice from us, sign up for the Patreon. Let's submit a question and we'll answer it. It's very easy. Uh, so if you're at the $5 level, you get your names read and here we go. These are the people we are uh, saying hello to from the end of uh, this year. I guess these are the people from November. December. These are the people from December. Jennifer Bosch. Jennifer Marr. Jennifer Simon. Jennifer T. Brennan. Jennifer Wang. Jenny Gagas. Jessica DeKepper. Jessica Nicole. Jessica Zimbelman. Joanna Reinwald. Jordan Hamesley. Joyce Hudson. Julie Lee. Julie Harris. Uh, Kaylee Hendrickson. Kalila. Uh, Karen Perlman. Kareen Labrie. Perlman. Perlman, I think. That sounds better. Kareen Labrie. <laughs> uh, as someone whose Myra, Mira situation is, uh, I apologize if I'm not pronouncing your name correctly. It would drive me crazy, and I'm sorry. Uh, Kathleen Gilchrist. You skipped Catherine Little. No, I didn't. You said it just, just now. now. <laughs> Catherine Little. Kathleen Gilchrist. Uh, Catherine Little called us from Georgia today. Oh, yes, she did. So there you go. Hello, Catherine. I wish it was, how dare you skip her name? <gasps> uh, Katie Combs Pritchard. Katie Hobbs. Katie Joyner. Katie McKenzie. Carrie L. Kimberly Miller. Oh, wait. Oh, maybe it was Carrie L. Who called us? <laughs> was it Carrie L? 
Did Carrie L. just get credit for something oh, Catherine boy. Little did? I, I'm very confused okay. right now. Carrie, if it was you from the car, thank you. And, and, and Catherine, if it was still you, also thank you. I'm very confused. <laughs> Kimberly Miller. Laura Bennett. Lauren Kay. Lauren Schultz. Lindsay McDonough. Madeline Deathlefs. <laughs> Maggie Scow. Mara, Mara Fass. Marid. Maria Bishop. Mary M. Mary Messick. Uh, Melanie Bronbeck. Melissa. Uh, Melissa Garcia. Michelle Chudzinski. She, Michelle wrote her name phonetically next to it, which I you can do on that. Patreon if you <laughs> care to have your name not mangled by me. <laughs> Nancy Olson. Naomi Nixon. Nicole Catalano. Nicole Hochsprung. Uh, Nicole Mustafa. Nikki Chung. Olga Zistra. Quincy Court. Rebecca Dos. Uh, sorry, Rebecca Dowson. Rebecca Tran. Rob Bean. I would bet that's Bine. Well, there you go, Rob. Write it out. <laughs> Samantha. Sarah Lauer. Sarah M. Uh, Satish Pillalamari. Savannah Fox. Shanna Mandel. Sir Reginald Pennybottom. <laughs> Suzanne, uh, Susan? Suzanne. Suzanne Tyrell. Well, there's Suzanne, and then there's Suzanne Tyrell. There you go. Yeah. Tatiana Martinez. The Briars. The, hang on. The Briarsies. <laughs> The Byersies. That's what I meant. Don't mm-hmm. have my glasses on. Teresa Kuhn. Uh, Tiffany Stevens. Valerie Anderson. And Wendy Fick. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening to the podcast, supporting the podcast. Uh, we keep bringing you the podcast every week. Uh, we'll see you next week. If you have any uh, pressing matters or easy ways to get organized, recommendations of that source, we're on the lookout. Um, uh, so thanks. Bye. Go with the 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 go with the